I mean, I'll say I appreciate the lack of action, so to speak, because it makes, in my opinion, anyway, like the consequences feel more real. Right. Like, mm-hmm. you know, Joel's not out there. Uh, say hello to my little friend. And mowing down infected <laughs> left and right. Welcome to the What's Our Verdict Podcast, where we fashion ourselves television, Judge and Jerry. My name is JJ Crowder. I'm here with my co-host, Mattson Heiner. Better Red Than Dead. And Alec Burgess. Let's get it. We appreciate you tuning in. We Go ahead and hit that follow, subscribe, like, bell notification button. Uh, tell a friend about us. Tell an enemy about us. Do a seance and tell somebody you haven't seen in a while about us. We're okay. That was it. a new one. I like yeah, it. I, that one just was right off the top of the dome right there. So, see, I still got some skills. Um, yeah, telling people and listening helps us grow the podcast, and we appreciate that. Um, we're here to talk about The Last of Us, Season 1, Episode 7, the newest episode this past Sunday. Um, took a little detour. Like, we've had a lot of backstory for Joel. We've had a lot of, a little bit of backstory for, like, the the – epidemic pandemic whatever you want to call it with the spores and the fungus and cordyceps but we haven't had a lot of ellie background but we basically get all of the ellie background that matters at this point um yeah this section is all based off of the dlc from the first game called left behind which is also the name of the episode um i think it came about came out about a year after the game was released. Uh, it, yeah, it was really good. And the, before that, Riley was just something that was kind of talked about, like the fact that there, the mall was mentioned and then Riley was, yeah, so it was very different in the game before it was released. But once it was released, it was like, oh, check this out. And they followed it pretty well. I mean, yeah, that was that was my question. Is I've never played this audio. I literally have no idea. Yeah, it has been a long time. I won't lie; it has been a long time since I've played Left Behind. Um, that piece of it, I'll be playing it tomorrow. So there's our there's the uh, shameless plug for tomorrow's live stream. Um, but I, I haven't played it in a while, so there's little pieces that I don't remember. But I was telling Casey as we were watching because she was like, "Does this whole thing like take place in the mall?" And I'm like, "Yes." I was like, and then I, she kept asking, like, so when is when's it all going to go to hell? And I'm like, well, eventually. I was like, but event, we got to wait for the Halloween store. <laughs> mm. And so, I mean, it follows pretty well. The, the, I think probably the biggest difference is like the Mortal Kombat thing because they're on HBO Max and they're so they and on HBO, so they have the rights to use the Warner Brothers properties. Whereas in the show, they didn't, or in the game, they didn't. It's a Naughty Dog game. It's a Sony-produced game. So there's no way they're putting any kind of real other developers' games in their game. And I don't remember the name of the game that they do, but it, the, the game itself doesn't work correctly. Like, it's really an interesting... I don't, I don't want to spoil it too much. You can come watch me play it tomorrow. But it's an interesting thing. Like, they don't actually get to play play the game like you see in this episode where they're playing that part of it together. Um, but there's, it's, it's more of like a street fighter type game, like than a mortal Kombat type, but 
I mean, obviously, because it's HBO and Warner Brothers, that's why we got Mortal Kombat, because that's a shameless plug for them, because they own those games. Well, and it's so. like a real game, though, so sure. you can appreciate that. Oh, of course. No, I, you know, I I love Mortal Kombat. I have Mortal Kombat 11 on my computer. So it's like, yeah, I mean, I've played all of the Mortal Kombat games. I very thoroughly enjoy them, so I, I love that call out. But in the game, it's it's definitely not that. But. Alec, again, it's we, I don't know if we had you... The last rec- I don't think we had the last recording mm-hmm. of this, so just want to get your sense on again. You've not played any of this. How are you feeling about just being a watcher of a TV show? Um, I'm still all in, so I really enjoy the world building again. That's been my thing from like episode one, and it's the little details like Joel fixing his shoes with duct tape. <laughs> that doesn't happen in post apocalyptic stuff. Uh, they just, oh, yeah, they have infinite shoes or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but they don't tell that kind of side of things where, yeah, your shoes are going to run down, especially if you've been walking for three months um, across the country, which they had. So it's little things like that that treat or are easier to treat it just as a show for me. Um, and it shows that they put a lot of time and effort into making it feel more like a show than a video game, which I think is really cool. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate it. <laughs> I yeah. uh, I like this episode because it, it it's funny. I went and saw Ant Man at a mall, um, and then I had to go to a different mall later. And it's just that it made you still just think of the downfall of the mall because uh, even like Stranger Things before that it's revolved around a mall too. And it just it makes me chuckle because you remember it used to be like my life, like going to the mall, we're doing it all there, and then and then now you're just like damn like it's it's nothing in our lives. But it's just so funny to see the the stores that yeah like they were rated and then like. I mean, Victoria's Secret had to have paid some good money to have that um, be there. You're like, well, <laughs> yeah. what kind of business model is that? Like we're marketing. We want to be known as, hey, we're not good for the apocalypse. But anything <laughs> leading into that, like, let's go. And it was just fun. I was like, that was one of the few product placements. I was like, yeah, that was funny. Like, I'll take yeah. that. Um, that that definitely made me laugh. It's just funny. this Because in all honesty, like, yeah, like, why would you be going into a Victoria's Secret to braid a bunch of panties when you're all filthy anyways and probably aren't having sex but that was just just funny i like that sense of cleverness i mean they have some nice lotions maybe they were going in for some lotion i don't know <laughs> or, or, bath know and, a... or bath and body works i love the yeah. smell of that store but apparently like no one's trying to get clean we're just living in yeah. filth <laughs> yeah that's fair that's fair. I can see Alex just dying to say something right now. Go ahead, buddy. <laughs> well, it's funny you said about the lotions because they left all the soaps and the lotions and bed, bath, and pee <laughs> in the mall. <laughs> we all just stink. We're back yep. to like 19th century when you took a bath once a week. Telling you. Telling you. Wait, we don't do that anymore? I mean, yeah. Maybe some of us do. I don't know. Uh, Alex, maybe that's why you stay indoors and don't talk to a lot of people <laughs> love it love it i will say too that i love him away with my stench exactly walking like what the hell is that well that's alec no. <laughs> smell him a mile away um yeah i enjoyed the nostalgia of the mall especially a kid growing up because the, the mall was the place man like especially i grew up in a Oh, My even more years. so for you, Jay. Like, yeah, the oh, mall sure. was the mall was it. Yeah, the mall was it. Like every movie theater 
that was around when I was a kid was in a mall. Like you didn't have movie theaters standalone that you didn't pay a fortune for back then. And we're back to paying a fortune. But back then we had mall theaters like you pay a dollar for the theater, the movie, man. Like it was great. But now not so much. But yeah, like that was that was a lot of fun. And I, I enjoyed in the game, too, because it's it's an interesting take. And in the show, even better, because it's this tie in of these two kids who obviously haven't grown up in a world that's fun. I mean, let's just go ahead and be honest. You're going to end up either living the way that normal people live as normal as you can, or you're going to military school in the case of these two kids where they're orphans. And so you have no choice. You're going to freaking military school. You're going to grow up in some sort of militant group period. And so it's really cool to see this dynamic of, Hey, let's get away from our everyday military based lifestyles and go hang out in the mall and be kids for a night. You know what I mean? And it's, so it's really fun to watch that. The other thing I like about it and look, this doesn't end well. So spoiler there. I mean, but it's the last of us. Nothing ever ends well in this show. There's always the, this, underlying feeling of hope but not to burst everybody's bubble there's nothing ends great in this series whether it's it may not end as bad as it could have but it doesn't end well i mean it's just how this thing works so i like that break and even in the game like you get a little bit of a break from like the just morose dark heavy content that comes with where we're at in this world and then it takes you right back to it in probably an even worse fashion than you could imagine. Like that's the one thing about left behind that always kind of gets everybody. I think that plays it is it's this fun, interesting, weird, quirky little piece of, of a show where you get to know more about this character that you love and, and you're really behind and following. And then you get to see her, first adult tragedy or close to adult tragedy and oof, what a rough way to go and the game's even worse so just throw that out there if you think the show was bad the show cut before you have to see the worst part of it so and it doesn't look like they're going to show it in the next episode either which i'm actually okay with i don't need to see another 14 year old girl turn uh, it just and her crush slash girlfriend at that point have to finish that process it's just it's yeah it's not good it's rough but i love the character development i love seeing that you start to understand a little bit more about why ellie is the way that she is sometimes i'll tell you what uh really got me uh the very beginning Right, they're running around mm-hmm. basketball court. <laughs> Dude, that's gonna be like forty thousand laps to get a mile. Yeah, like um, Fedra isn't just military school; it's like the military school of military schools. <laughs> like it sucks. Yeah, no track, no nothing. Can't even run outside because the fireflies. So you're literally running in a circle around a basketball court. Yeah, so that would. That would drive me insane. Mm-hmm. When you just think of the dynamic of that, they're 14-year-old kids. And who knows? There could be younger. There could be older. 
and like they're just they're going to school to become i mean that's how he bribes her right you could become an officer what the fuck are we talking about like <laughs> it's crazy to me but it's it's an interesting like you said the world buildings there you get to see probably what it would really be like in some way shape or form when the world goes to shit Oh, I'm buying it. I'm buying it 100%. They still got PE. Can't get away from it. That's right. That's right. Can't get away from it. Um, what I love the most is more towards the, the end of just how uh, Ellie, and, and remind me her, why am I forgetting Riley. her friend's name? Riley. Mm-hmm. Just the, when Riley had already, they talked about this in the post-show uh, credits about Riley had already experienced a loss with uh, some people she'd seen die, and that was Ellie's kind of like first time, and the difference in their emotions where Ellie's raging and smashing things up and Riley's just very contemplative and quiet and kind of sober and just seeing the two different reactions of, of how things are handled there. Um, I think it was really well done. Um, I think you have to ask yourself who you would be in that circumstance and how you'd react to that. Cause you had your whole life ahead of you, but it's not like it was a great life but you had a life and like you say, Jay, that the last of us always, whenever there's a good moment, it seems to always get like overturned by something just crappy and the reality of life hits and you, I mean, you look at um, Bill and Frank and just what happened there. And as good as things were, it ended horribly at the, at the same time. And this post-apocalyptic world, you can never escape that. And that's why I'm always been on record that look, if I believe in the afterlife and it's real, man, shoot, send me there because there ain't nothing to live for because everything just goes to shit. Yeah. It's an interesting concept. So that's what I was thinking about kind of what you're talking is in these types of shows, whether it's a zombie apocalypse, you got this pandemic, whatever infection. So the infected are out there. It's easy for us to go, man, it would suck to live at that time. Or we talk about The Last of Us, how shitty things we'll have all these great things and then it's followed up with the worst possible you know way for it to end or things like that but i mean not to go like really cynical but i mean it's kind of life in normal sense too like it just doesn't play out in an hour you know what i mean it plays out in days weeks months years you have all this great stuff and then eventually something shitty is going to happen. Like regardless of who you are, there's going to well, be you have hot water, good food, yes, movies, a phone. At least you got you got distractions. <laughs> sure. They had all of that in that Jackson Hole compound, well, Jackson, Matson. Jackson Hole is the first <laughs> post-apocalyptic setting. I could be like I could get behind it. Yeah. Dude, wait till you see game 2, man, or season 2. There's a part where they're living in a in a football stadium. Like they've made a football stadium, their compound. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. Anyway, I'll leave that at that. But yeah, no, you're right, Mattson. Like we have, yes, there's it, it plays out similarly in regular life, but we have a lot of things to keep us from having to actually contemplate the things like that for long, right? But what the Last of Us shows us the opposite side of that is. Like you looked at the Jackson community is they had a community like people knew people. They knew everybody like you, I'm sure they all could be like, that's why if someone just showed up in there, wasn't supposed to, they'd all know they'd be like, who the hell is that? Because 
they had to share resources, they had to develop relationships. And the problem with the world we live in today is, yeah, we have all that stuff, but we have enough stuff that you don't need anybody. You could literally have DoorDash and Uber food can show up at your door. You don't have to interact with the person who's bringing it anymore. You can have a, a remote enough job where you probably don't even have to speak to a human that day. You could do everything without human interaction. And I think that's one of the things that Last of Us does well is, yeah, it's crappy, but these people really know each other and they know them at a, a level that most of us don't really take the time to get to know anyone anymore. Um, it's even your good friends these days. It's teenagers and younger people, even my generation, like it's hard to hold a conversation without having your phone and looking down, doing something in something else but you got a real life human right there and i think just watching the show again helps me to understand the impact and power of having moments with someone real and tangible right then and there i agree all i heard was this is awesome because right now we don't have to interact with people ever (laughs) and it's way better than being a commune communist that's all i got out of that of course that's what you got out of that so as the resident old guy one of the things that i found really interesting about this episode is this like whole date mentality right so like this is in essence their first date these two and i love it because to your point mattson i'm old enough to remember the first well i'm it's been longer now that we've had cell phones when i was alive than not but up until I was 21 and we didn't have, I had a pager at like 19. That was it. Right. So before that, the connectivity was just not there. And to your point, it's crazy because I had tons of friends. I had a big circle of acquaintances I had, and I grew up in small towns. And so I, I knew a lot of people in the town and in the community, whether we were friends or not. I mean, that's a stretch, but I knew a lot of people. I knew their faces. I knew their names. I knew who their kids were. I knew who, you know, their brother and sister, it's crazy. And the bigger, the more, it's funny, the more connected we have the the ability to be like we do now, the smaller your actual social circles tend to get, like actual in-person social circles. And at the same time, I think about internet dating, like Ellie and Riley wouldn't have met the way that they meet in our world today, right? They probably wouldn't even have met until they're older. And one of them might've been swiping. And that's how they meet, right? Like that's that's what I think about. When I was a kid, my first date, we had to like I had to walk up and ask the girl, like, you want to go out on a date with me? Like Ew. I know, right? It's rare, like <laughs> that that happens today because our level of connectivity is so easy and high that we can do it without that awkward conversation. And it doesn't even have to be part of our that's the other thing is we dated within our social circle when I was a kid. You know what I mean? Like, can't tell you how many times I dated someone and then my friend would date her. And then they're my, uh, you know what I mean? Because where else am I going to find you? We had to date within our social circles. So it was re- it's really interesting to watch that dynamic play out where they're in there. They've known each other. They built a, a relationship, a friendship, and now that's moved into this first date situation and how it's very different than what that looks like in the real world outside of a pandemic or a dystopian, or yeah, the dystopian future. So it's crazy. Alec Alec would like this post-apocalyptic world, less people, the better. Exactly. (laughs) I mean, kind of okay with it to a degree. As long as he could save all of his old movie collection. Why do you think I have a DVD player still? (laughs) 
Why did they have a Walkman like cassette player, not a Walkman CD player in this? I, I was confused about that because I would have been 2004, right? 2003 was 2003? when everything was shit. Yeah, they would yeah, have had them. Yeah, but they would have been newer technology, and CDs, dude, would not last in the pan in the apocalypse. They scratch up, dude. They scratched up when I looked at them wrong. Come on, dude. You got your binder full of them. You just carried around your little oh. plexi or whatever, the plastic case. Oh, yeah, dude. I used to have two of those 206 CD cases that was in my car. We had to flip pages. It was like a traffic hazard. Can't tell you how many times I almost assholed people in their car trying to look for the next CD from whatever my playlist. But. Dude, you take them out from the the transfer of my CD book to my CD player. Skipperific, man. One thing about cassette tapes, as long as you don't have a shitty cassette player, those sons of bitches will run for a long time. <laughs> Tape quality is not very good, but yeah. And that is, I love that they had it because that's an Ellie staple. Is her little, yeah, she's always got the the Walkman. And I think he give. I think Joel gives her a CD player at some point, and I laughed, like a discman or whatever. I have to remember. <laughs> There's a lot that goes on there with some weird little things like that. But yeah, overall, I thought this was a really, really good episode. I thought it was a nice break from the carnage. I, I thought it was great to see. It was very Bill and Frank esque, like you brought up, Matson, and just a different side of that, right? And almost, almost the polar opposite to a certain degree, like two very, like you look at Frank and and Bill and you have two adults that have been through a lot up to this point that meet each other and fulfill each other. And then they choose to go out together in a very romantic way. And then you have these kids who, while living in a shitty world and had loss, especially Riley at that point with her parents, but also are tend to be, I mean, they're a little bit happier, you know what I mean? When they first meet and they're hanging out and you see them and then, but man, they go out in a not so pleasant way. At least one of them. And I'll just tell you in the game, it's, they have a different conversation. I mean, it's similar, but they talk about the fact that, Hey, at least we get to go together. We'll turn together. It'll be, you know, this thing. Cause they get bit about the same time. So they should turn. And then poor Ellie doesn't, and has to watch as Riley turns and that it's just, yeah, it's bad news bears. Yeah. That, that would be rough. Yeah, it was, it is looking forward to playing it tomorrow, but there's some great dialogue throughout it. And it, there was a lot that came directly out of the game, like right to the masks that you wear. I was like, Holy shit. Those are like almost identical to the masks that they put on in the Halloween store in the game. It's pretty funny. Was the uh, infected clicker, whoever he was, was he in a doll room as well in the game, JJ? You don't because see him until he scares I saw the shit out of you. dolls, and yeah. that was not okay. Yeah, Why'd you go put happy. that in there? Not happy about that. Somebody's been watching our podcast, that's why. <laughs> Alec, how hard would it be just to even remove there being no zombies or anything, but having to turn on the power in a mall like that that hadn't been used for we'll just say like 10 years and there wasn't perfect lighting everywhere. I feel like you would still just be not cool. I would be sliding along the window shops like this <laughs> with my back to the window. 
going. <laughs> you know, I've never thought about like how would you survive in something like this? Like lock the door, don't leave. I already don't do it. I'm fine. I'm fine. That's hysterical. Got my generators, solar panels. I'm good to go. That's right. That's right. You'd be the, the old native couple out in the middle of nowhere. I like it. I like it. Yeah, it's a good episode. It was sad, but I knew it was coming. The next one's bonkers. What's coming is craziness. Yeah, I remember what's coming in the game. I just translating it to real world like tv show i'm like dang like that's even more terrifying yeah it's it should be interesting to see how they play it out it you know i was reading there's a couple articles and there's a couple that i'm I'm not even gonna give credence to and talk about because it was so stupid the shit they brought up but there was one that i was really like it it was really interesting because it was like somebody was writing an article about how the last of us has done a great job of the adaptation piece and it's a great TV show. But then like the last, there's been a couple of episodes where it's been really slow and I'm like, I mean, I get that. Sure. It's, and then it was like, you know, and it's going to lose me as a viewer, if they're the action doesn't pick up and I'm like, then you're watching shit for the wrong reasons. Like you're right. It's not been a huge action film, but surprisingly enough for a video game, neither's the game. Like most of the real content, like the cutscenes and things like that, have no action whatsoever. It's just talking and character development, and then you run around and kill zombies or the infected, and then other humans. But even the next episode probably won't have a ton. It'll have a little more than we've seen if they do it the way I think they will. But it's still about character development. It's really in my opinion, where it's all about Ellie and how she kind of is going to become more Joel-like than even she is now. She kind of loses a little bit of that fire that she has for a minute. So it's interesting. I mean, I'll say I appreciate the lack of action, so to speak, because it makes, in my opinion, in a way, like the consequences feel more real, right? Like... Mm -hmm. You know, Joel's not out there. Uh, say hello to my little friend and mowing down infected <laughs> left and right. You know, like in the few altercations he gets into, he comes out hurt in every single one. Not necessarily bad, but I mean, he's old and he put a lot of strain on those bones. Yeah. So I like that, that there's actually like real consequences to what's going to be happening. Um, mm-hmm. You want to avoid getting in that fight at all costs mm-hmm. yeah, it's like we talked about i mean you get the people that listen to this podcast know i, I mean i love i love my action i love a good movie or show with pace uh but as we've been playing through this game and watching jj there are so many fight scenes we talked about this of if you watch on our tuesday when jj plays through I've been listening to these special forces guys and they talk about when they have time to prepare and go in these ops and they have the elite training that they do. A lot of these operations are not very like as life threatening as a common individual like I would think uh, because they they know the scenario. They have the intel they're going in. But what Joel experiences in this game, nine times out of ten, it's something you're not prepared for. Barely have enough resources to shoot the gun, for instance. And if they continue to show 
he's fighting his way out of these things like you do in the game, which they needed for gameplay. The show would turn to, to me to be something that wasn't really believable, turn more into like a Rambo scenario, which don't get me wrong, Rambo can be fun, but that doesn't mean it's not a good movie. It's not, you're always like, okay, that's just Hollywood. Like there's there's no way he's doing that. And, and so I think people need to remember that a video game, and JJ always talks about this well, a video game that translates to a movie or TV show and the, the ones that have, have sucked because they've done too much of the gameplay and not given us enough of a story. And thankfully, The Last of Us has that, and people forget that. Yeah. Could I use a little bit more, like another scene of the infected and showing how powerful? Sure. I, If you want to get nitpicky, I'd love one or two more scenes. I think we all would. But I'd rather have that than too much of it and diluting what this is, and it feels too much like a game. And I'm like, oh, but they didn't focus on the characters enough. So people, people need to remember. Yeah. It's well said. I like it. That and we talked about too when this last week when I was playing me and you, Matson, about the fact that one of the things that I love the most about both of these games is that it puts you in a position where during these cutscenes and during the, the whole gameplay, you have to kind of think to yourself, you can't help but go, What would I do in this situation? Right. And it's just like we talk about you saw in this episode when Ellie Joel's like leave and that doesn't happen in the game this is the very the end of this episode is very different than how Joel being hurt and Ellie taking care of him plays out like you don't see in the game this part where she's sewing him up and things like that and the fact that he's conscious when he's telling her you need to leave you need to run I can't protect you anymore at all I'm gonna die basically is what he's saying and she goes up and makes this choice of nope I'm not leaving him I'm going to do what I can to save him, goes and finds the sewing kit and starts sewing, patching him up as best she can. Like, that's one of those situations where I'm like, I probably leave his ass. I, you know what I mean? Like, and not because I don't care, but I don't know how to sew this dude up. And I'm not probably not even got the stomach to go down there with the freaking needle and thread and start sewing up, patching somebody up. I'd be like, sorry, you want me to end this quick for you? And then well, I'm going to get out of here. <laughs> can check JJ off my best friend's list. Yep. <laughs> oh, shoot. Uh, and I would expect nothing less. If I got stabbed in the gut with a baseball bat and I'm laying in there shivering in a basement somewhere, you go ahead and just make it quick. Alec, you were never on my, like, depending on you to help save me because you would never be out there anyways. Good. I'm glad you uh, recognize. <laughs> I think both Alec and I are the guys that people are going to be like, if we can just make our way to Arizona or Utah, we'll find Alec or JJ's house and we'll camp out there. Yeah, uh, Alec's not letting me in. We'll have Friday movie nights on the projector screen. No, because I'm going to die because we're watching crap. Man, I'm going to JJ's before going to Alex. <laughs> Casablanca every week. That's Ugh. right. That's right. Every once in a while, I'll be like, it's it's a that's a form a, of hell. That's like that's like a hell for me. Like the the far side comics, just having like Casablanca on repeat that I have to watch endlessly in an inferno. Oh, oh that's funny. All of a sudden, Matt's like, I'll take my chances with the infected. This is bullshit. <laughs> Alex got to watch like White House Down or something, which I also oh. don't really like, but something stupid like that. It's gonna be the trilogy. Can't forget Olympus has fallen. With Javier sitting next to you, just yelling incoherently. Yeah. What was the other? Olympus is falling. Yeah, something stupid. Stupid. Anyway. Overall, good episode. Looking forward to next week. What I'm sad about is we only have two episodes left. And now I'm like, 
damn, there's a lot left technically. Um, but yeah, there's only two episodes left. That's nuts to me. So eight and nine. I wish there was 10. I wish, but I get it. I think they've done a good job of telling the story. So, all right. Well, Alec, it's your turn, my friend. Tell everybody where they can find yes. us. Thank you for tuning in to our most recent episode of The Last of Us. Seven episodes in means this will be wrapping up quick, fast, and in a hurry. Uh, guys, my jokes aren't that great when I'm traveling, so I apologize for that. But check it out. We're still going live tomorrow, as we've said, uh, for JJ's live stream to The Last of Us Part 1, uh, which I think has been an unprecedented success on our uh, channel, which means now... Now is the time to flood JJ's inbox with playthrough requests. Oof. I'm hoping for Hogwarts Legacy, the new Harry Potter game. <laughs> Everybody blow this man up. Hey, Anyways, <laughs> if you haven't already checked it out, it was released today. But go check out our new episode of uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania and let us know how our verdict holds up. Also, special thanks to our current patron, Walking Dead Season 5. I see we went back to long names. Thanks, Charles. Uh, if you guys like what we do and want to support us more directly, we are on Patreon, where every dollar earned goes, goes towards getting a soul for Matson. With that, I will send it back to the great Bambino, the Molly Mastodon, JJ. It's great. But when his body rejects it, though, like, it's like, oh, no, he's got red hair. I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to find a very specific soul for him that's, that's why it costs so much that's right that's right that was savage that. i think that was probably top three of the jokes ever right there um and with that i got nothing else to say so we'll we appreciate you tuning in and uh we'll catch you on the next one for sure Whoa. bye hasta la vista baby cinemagic out